Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. Femi Abemfe alongside Michael Lombardi. You're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino. Fun first hour we yeah. had in the last couple segments. Jim Nagy, executive yeah. director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. I, I think we need to kind of kind of uh, regurgitate a little bit of what Jim mm-hmm. said about and really kind of the impact that I think he had on the betting market, right? So he was at the Alabama Pro Day. Yep. And so we know Carolina had two planes go into Tuscaloosa. David Tepper was down there and all that. And so we also know that there was a meeting between Nick and Tepper. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you walk into Nick's elegant office in there, and it's, it's impressive. And, and Tepper's in there to get answers. And Nick's going to give him answers. And, it's, and so for me, it's just more confirmation that I truly believe Tepper's driving the pick. I know for the fans sitting at home, they're saying, well, Tepper doesn't know anything about football. But owners know about what they listen to, and they ask the questions that they should, good owners at least. And this meeting between these two people, and as Jim made the point that it was kind of impressive, that you know Nick's, that Bryce Young checks all the boxes, except for one, which is his height mm-hmm. and the arm strength, all those things. And so, the weight as well. And the, the weight, weight yeah. but... As he said, he doesn't take big hits. He's able to see it, gets rid of the football. And, you know, the other players on the other team, you know, like Bijan Robinson talks about Bryce Young, about how he was just uncanny in that game, which was remarkable. Uh, so I still don't understand why C.J. Stroud is minus 145. I really don't. Uh, I think Bryce Young is the pick. I think Tepper's made it very clear that even though they couched it as if he were trading up to wonder what's going on, I don't really think that was the case. I think it's Bryce Young all the way. Mm-hmm. And unless C.J. Stroud was able to convince them to go the other way, there was something wrong with Bryce. Where they heard a negative thing about Bryce, then it was going to be Bryce. And I, I truly believe what Chris Mortensen said and what Adam Schefter said about this is similar to when Kyle Shanahan was in Cabo and he was watching tape on the quarterbacks and he saw Mac Jones and he thought Mac Jones was the perfect fit for his offense and traded up for Mac Jones. 
and then he got convinced to take Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. That's a real story. Now, nobody here at this network believed it. You know, and I was on a podcast that they criticized me because that there's no way two guys that have nothing to do with pro football were saying that there's no way you could trade up for Mac Jones. Well, that was the truth. And now three years later, it comes out by Adam and Mort that that's what they did. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean Chris Sims and I were the only two people in the country saying this at the time. And now everybody's saying it. I saw Peter Schrager was agreeing with you, um, the NFL Network insider, saying that, hey, yeah, that's what he heard as well. It, was, it's, it's, it wasn't debatable. It's, like, he was in Cabo, watching tape at his house in Cabo, and he wanted to do it. Now, I don't think that's the case here, mm -hmm. because I think Adam, Adam Lynch, Adam, I mean, John Lynch and Adam, Adam Peters, Peters really worked hard. I think more Adam Peters than anything to convince that we should take the, the more athletic player. And that didn't work out so far. But I think that gives us gets us to like a bigger point about this whole thing is that the head coach is not the loudest voice in the room. And that's the point that you've been making here because like you said, Kyle Shanahan saw Mac Jones and says, that's the guy to run my offense. Well, Kyle, we're going to give you the guy. You coach this guy up. We hear right. what you're and saying, Kyle, but let's get Kyle trailers. has all the authority in the building, mm -hmm. but Kyle also knows that it's hard for him. Like he wanted Tom Brady, but he just went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. but he couldn't get anybody in the building to kind of go along with it. You know, there's this, even though you have all the control, Belichick has all the control in New England. He's just not going to go out there and be an, uh, 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 out and do what nobody in the organization yeah. thinks is. You is, can't go rogue. You can't go rogue. Yeah. You have to kind of, now there's times where it's really cost us, you know, and he and I have had conversations about, you know, we like this guy, but we couldn't get everybody on board with it. You know, mm -hmm. th that's part of the frustrations in, in personnel that I don't think the fans see. You know, like I can remember being in Cleveland in, in 2014 and I love Logan Ryan. Love Logan Ryan. We ended up picking the, the the Leon McFadden because we had more of a consensus on him. But I would have picked Logan Ryan. But I, even though I didn't have final say, but you have to go with when everybody in the room screaming it, especially the coaches, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's it's the fascinating part of that because everybody just projects Frank Reich. He's had all these big quarterbacks, but it's like Frank that, that Reich, doesn't matter. It's I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation if if they would have hired Steve Wilkes they would have made this trade anyway. Mm -hmm. And they would have picked Bryce Young. They would have done the same. I mean, Tepper, it's he paid $4 billion or $2.5 billion for the team. He's going to make the pick, but he's going to get people to, you know, now he's not going to make the pick if Bryce Young is the seventh quarterback and he just likes him. You know, like that's not going to be the case. And also, too, like not, no disrespect to Frank Reich, but if his – Evaluations were spot on. I think he'd still be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I couldn't agree more with <laughs> the you. Head coach of the Carolina and some Panthers. coaches are just not good at personnel. Yeah. You have to understand that. There's there's some that are not. Now, you mentioned, and Jim Nagy, executive director of the Senior Bowl, who we had on the last segment, he mentioned it as well, that David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, had the meeting with Nick Saban. Did he also have that meeting with Ryan Day in Columbus, Ohio State? Now, I know Ryan Day's office isn't – his office is not as sterling as Nick Saban's, I'm sure. He doesn't have the titles. Well, but first what was of that all, meeting like when they were discussing C.J. Stroud? I'm, I'm sure it was positive, but I don't think Ryan Day carries the same conviction of experience that Nick Saban does. Mm -hmm. Because Nick Saban has – I mean, Ryan Day can say he's better than Justin Fields, right? Okay. Great. How you know what does that bar. mean? What does that mean? You know, whereas Nick's had Tua, Mac Jones, he's had all these guys 
that he can compare him to. Plus, he's been a pro NFL defensive coordinator. He's been a pro NFL head coach. He also owns two Mercedes dealerships. So he and David Tepper can talk business as well as everything <laughs> else, right? So I, I, I think it's it was more of a, you know, look, if Nick is saying this, and, and I don't, and Nick's, look, Nick loves players, and he's not going to say a bad word about them. But he's also very honest that if you ask a question, he's going to give you the answer. It may not be the answer you want to hear. You know, mm-hmm. like he's not going to tell you Mac Jones is an elite athlete, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's going to tell you, you know, he's going to tell you the story about how Mac Jones showed up on campus, that he wanted Mac Jones, that Lane Kiffin scouted Mac Jones in Jacksonville, that Lane Kiffin liked Mac Jones, that Lane Kiffin thought Mac Jones had the, the instincts to play, but Nick wasn't going to take Mac Jones unless he came to camp and he could watch him throw. So that's how it, it wasn't an automatic. I'm watching the tape. Here comes, you know, so there was a process. And when you understand the process, you learn more about the player. Will Levis goes to Penn State. The, you know, he talks about all in, but he leaves Penn State because he can't beat Clifford out. Somebody's got to solve that riddle. Mm. Somebody's. It's easy for Mel and Todd to sit there and say draft Levis. He's the best quarterback. But nobody's answering why did he transfer away. And Sean Clifford's over here in the bottom of the draft board. How can't you – don't tell me it's politics that you had to leave Penn State because you couldn't beat Clifford out. It's it's a question that needs to be answered. I'm sure he's being asked the question. We don't know what he's saying. Oh, I know what he's saying, and I know what he's Mm. being asked, but it's not good. But going back to this board here, like it's beyond me to understand how Bryce Young isn't moved up as the favorite. I don't get it because we're getting a lot of data coming in that suggests otherwise. All the data is pointing to Bryce Young to Carolina. Do you think this is why Vinny doesn't bet the draft or book it? Yeah, or book it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that this is just betters that are just insistent on Frank Reich has never had a small quarterback and they just keep hammering? Yeah, because like obviously the, the odds, the draft market's very volatile. It's going to move anytime big money comes in. It's not because people are, are afraid that somebody who has big money might have information when that might not be the case. They could just be making a speculative play. Do you think that the odds just purely reflect that? C.J. Stroud, who the videos out there had a nice relationship and a nice conversation with Josh McCown, but that he also is the more prototypical quarterback. I I think the the betting market reflects all these ridiculous mocks. If you were to Google today mock drafts, you're going to get 4.9 billion mock, 4.9 million mock drafts up. From one person. And and (laughs) none of them are accurate. But but, But I think that's what happens. I mean, I I think truly that's what, that's why Malik Willis and that's why I keep bringing it up, not to be a, take a shot at Malik Willis, but to take a shot at the mocks. Malik Willis was a top 10 quarterback this time last year. If you bet over 10 this time last year, you made money. And he went in the third round. He went 81. It's a no-sweat winner. It was a no-sweat winner. And they screamed the whole all day Thursday night. They screamed, why isn't Malik Willis getting drafted? They screamed all at Friday morning, Friday night. Until finally Friday after late late in the draft, he went. They were screaming. I mean, how many times did we have to look at Mel's top players available? And there's Malik Willis up there. Like that's to you, Mel. That's not to the league. Best available. Um, the curious thing with this, these odds, though, is because we see that the influential mock drafts. I would say the the, the who is influential mock? There's no Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah. He is a very influential mock draft, and he has Bryce Young going one. But the you would think that the odds would reflect but the worldwide that leader is is reaching more people, and I think that's what's happening. I think that there's more 
people that get touched by because everybody has ESPN or, or they did have ESPN on the cable package. But I think that's why. I, I think, you know, look, there was a day, and, and the people in the Nesson audience can remember the great Will McDonough. I, I was a young, I was Bill Walsh's intern, and mm-hmm. basically, for lack of a better term, I would call my college roommate, Paul Brady, who lived in Waltham. The morning of the draft, the draft was always Tuesday, one, and it would go 12 rounds. I would call Paul Brady. He would get the Boston Globe out, and he would read me who Will McDonough had in the first round. And it was 95% accurate because nobody was going to lie to Will at that time. That's 1984. This, mm. a, this is a different world today. Everybody lies. Lion season. Yeah. Do you think TG's uh, booking the draft at uh, the Borgata? I don't think he likes that. No, I, I think he knows it's not. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have any advantage in booking the draft. Well, on the other side, we're going to talk about some stuff that he is booking and some stuff that he does like here. Maybe the UFC card that we have coming up mm-hmm. later on. Have right <laughs> at it, my man. Down have in right South at Beach. It. I know you'll be dialed into that. I'll go get a cup Masters. of coffee. I'll be back. We'll be back on the other side. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. It must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino. In the next segment, about 15 minutes, we'll have our buddy Wes Reynolds on, host of VEASAN Tonight and the Long Shots podcast to talk all things mm-hmm. Augusta National as we are now through two rounds 
third round teeing off a little bit later on this morning slash afternoon, pending where you live. But joining us right now, it's our favorite guy. He joins us every day on the weekends. Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata in Atlantic City. TG, hope all is well on this fine morning. We were talking about it a little bit in the break here and in the last segment. Will you guys be booking the NFL draft, which is coming up in less than three weeks? And also, if you are, which markets we have available and how are the better sort of attacking it so far? Uh, so, yes, we will be booking it. Um, we we have up the just the first overall draft pick right now here. I, we take a more conservative approach here. I know a lot of places, especially on the East Coast, they've had draft props up for quite some time. Uh, but to me, there's really no advantage to doing that. Um, and for a couple of reasons, I, I mean, we will certainly put up uh, full prop menus as we get closer to the date of the draft. Uh, we're still a couple of weeks out. Uh, I, I try to limit the exposure on those. And plus uh, the, um, the, the amounts that you take uh, as far as the limits that are offered, it's just, it's not worth it uh, to me if you're only taking $100 or $200 limit on some of these markets right now. So uh, I'd rather just uh, hold off. But um, as you guys know, all the draft markets, where we're talking NFL draft or NBA draft, these are so uh, so volatile. And you, you see numbers uh, and prices constantly uh, bouncing around, all based on information and uh mock drafts and reports and, and everything like that. So it, it's never fun from our side of the counter to book these uh, types of events. Uh, we do do it uh, because uh, betters love it. And uh, it's, it's the one event a year, or I guess two, if you want to count the NBA draft, where uh, you can have a, a distinct advantage. And uh, it, as all of this is information-based, there's no competition happening on a field somewhere. So, uh, you know, right now we have uh, C.J. Stroud as the the favorite to go uh, first overall. He's laid dollar seventy five there, but uh, Michael's uh, uh, man Bryce Young plus one thirty. He's uh, taking a lot of a uh, lot of money here. You know, that's where the majority of the bets have been coming in on Young in the last uh, week since we put this market up. Yeah, I could see it. And and are, now, how will you shift it? Is money going to drive this? TG, or is this just you You think well, this will stay kind of where you are? Because if you are taking a lot of money on Bryce Young, why isn't it moving towards him being even money or, 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 or minus money? Well, again, with the drafts, this is all information-based, and it's kind of where you're getting the information, and some of that information may come from the betters themselves. So, uh, you know, if you have someone that you know is kind of dialed in and you have a history with them and you know – uh, when they're betting, you're paying attention to what they're betting. Uh, you're going to be moving off of that, uh, not necessarily somebody just coming in and taking a shot at, at Bryce Young or, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson. Uh, you, you aren't necessarily going to just move off of that money at this point. It's really interesting stuff with the betting these drafts. You talked about yeah. the NBA draft there, the whole Paulo Bancaro, Jabari Smith thing that happened last but you summer. know it's funny it's though, a, Femi, yeah. you don't have to uh, – Carolina doesn't have to fudge anything. No, there's no I mean, need to lie. You know, I don't even know what the Pablo Banchero thing was. It was there, there was another case of the guy was 
I mean, I can remember asking Musselman who the best player was he played against. It was Bonchero. He made that really clear to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and yet he was never being talked about as the first overall pick because there's everybody else in, you know, Orlando didn't have to hide it. I mean, Carolina doesn't have to hide this. Yeah. And Bancaro recently said he didn't know until 30 minutes before the draft that he was going number one overall. It's kind of weird. It just depends on all the teams. Uh, we're talking with Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. Well, let's do a little bit less speculating and talk about something that is going to happen this week, and that's the Masters at Augusta National. Uh, unfortunately, the weather has made this uh, a little bit of a spectacle. Third round, we believe, is going to tee off here shortly later on this afternoon. Uh, but with this weather impacting how these golfers are playing, in particular the guys that were on the course yesterday afternoon, how do you see this kind of affecting the handle going forward as you guys kind of book this in tournament? And uh, ultimately, who do you think this benefits these delays that we've had with the inclement weather out there at Augusta? Well, it's interesting. I mean, everybody's obviously going to be playing in the same type of conditions uh, today. Now, you know, the people who had to finish up their second round, uh, you, you already saw that. I mean, Tiger looked like he probably needed um, – a par there on 18 to, to make the cut. He ends up bogeying, but because of uh, people then who finished after him, he ends up making the cut. Uh, so the conditions are definitely going to uh, cause some problems for people. Nobody likes to play in a heavy rain uh, like it is. It, it's, I mean, it's really coming down. So, um, and, and we knew going in that the weather forecast today was supposed to be the worst weather day of the, of the tournament. So, uh, we kind of expected this. I, the players probably were expecting this as well. Uh, but again, these, these guys are professionals. They they played in all types of conditions. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I think somebody like Tiger, who maybe has uh, his, um, you know, his best days behind him physically, at least, uh, he's probably going to be somebody that is going to be faded in a lot of matchups when you when post the odds for third round matchups, which we're in the, the process of doing now. Um, I expect um, people to be fading him. Uh, they already did in the second round matchups. Um, so uh, it, it's just, it's not a good situation for somebody like that who is, uh, who's a little compromised physically. Uh, to be going back out there in, and having to walk 18 holes and play 18 holes in, in these conditions. But when you look at the top, you, you have obviously Rom there. Um, he is the, the favorite. We have him right now as the favorite, plus 130 uh, in play. Kepka is plus 140. Uh, and then when you look at the other people who are kind of right there at the top of the leaderboard, Sam Bennett, the senior at Texas A&M, he's at eight under right now for the tournament. It's him priced at 30 to one. Uh, if you want to take a shot at an amateur here coming in, obviously history is not on your side if you're going to do that. Um, Hovland and Morikawa both at six under on the leaderboard. Uh, Hovland 21 to one, Morikawa 15 to one uh, currently in play. And then you have a bunch of guys there at uh, five under with Spieth and Day and Burns and Young. Uh, Spieth with the, um, the shortest odds there, 21 to one. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting day to see how these people uh, handle the elements. I, I mean, that's really what it is. I, I don't think you're going to see anybody going really low. It's going to kind of be a battle of attrition here today. 
TG, we also have a fun UFC card, UFC 287 going on in Miami later on this evening. It's the rematch, Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. And the champion, Alex Pereira, right now is the underdog, plus 110, the consensus price. Yeah. But you can find even plus 115 out there on the market. Do you think Pereira is being disrespected after the way the last time these guys fought went down? Or is Israel Adesanya the side here to, to bounce back and, and win this rematch? Well, it's a little bit of a rarity when you have the champion as the underdog, but uh, obviously the line is tight here for a reason. And uh, Pereira, I actually have him plus 120, which is probably mm. one of the best prices you can get out there in the market right now. We're, we are attracting some some Pereira money uh, with that at, at, when he's at plus 120 here. So, uh, you know, these last two met UFC 281, Pereira scored the TKO victory uh, last November. Now, what did Asanya learn from that fight? He, he had success when he was moving forward, keeping Pereira on his back foot. Uh, Pereira was able to use his jab effectively, move Asanya backwards, whether he scored a direct strike or not. Um, and Pereira, I think, was able to answer the questions about his stamina, if he could go 25 minutes there. Um, now, both these guys, I think, have a path to victory in this fight. We'll see if someone makes a key mistake that costs them, but I don't think any outcome in this will surprise me. I, I could see this fight playing out in many, many different ways. Do you guys need Pereira? Are people back in uh, Israel Adesanya since he's the more popular fighter? Uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, Adesanya is going to uh, is probably going to be the person we need to fade a little bit here. So that's why we have the, the plus one twenty out there on Pereira right now. See if we can attract some money. And and so far we, we've gotten some some action on him this morning. Uh, we'll see uh, how long that price lasts, though. All right. We'll see if the last style bender can reclaim the middleweight title later on this evening. UFC 287 once again in Miami, Florida. He is Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata TG tomorrow. We'll talk some NBA. We'll get the playing tournaments all set yes. and ready to go, buddy. We'll talk we'll... 76ers winning it all, right, TG? Yeah, I know Michael's very excited. He's very excited for the parade. Oh, we'll be dialed in. We're going yeah, down Broadway Street. Get those Poles greased there in Philly before I get back, <laughs> GG. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. All right, thank you, guys. Good stuff there from TG there. So maybe oh, underdog champion there, Alex Pereira. Sprinkle a little something on that, Michael? Yeah, no, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. You do it. Let's talk some golf on the other side. Wes Reynolds joins us next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, event, and date. And then check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Once again, that picks page, VEASAN.com slash picks. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. We had Thomas Gable on in the last segment. Always good to hear from our buddy TG. And to round out our guests here, we're saving the best for last year on Masters Weekend. Michael yeah. Lombardi, it's our buddy. 
VEASAN host of VEASAN Tonight. Also, you can hear him on the Long Shots podcast. Get that wherever you get your podcast. It's the one and only Wes Reynolds. Wes, hope all is well here on this Masters weekend. Hope you're staying dry because they're not at Augusta National. But let's start there. Top of the board right now in the odds over at BetMGM. Brooks Kepka plus 140. John Rahm plus 150. Do we have a two-horse race? Or does the weather open things up for more guys to kind of make a run at the green jacket? I hope it's a ladder, Femi, because I have a couple lurkers uh, on the board in terms of pre-tournament outrights with uh, Morikawa and Day, Spieth, Cameron Young, kind of fumbled a little bit down the stretch on the back nine this morning. But I tend to think it's the former, that we are going to have a two-horse race here with Kepka and Rom. Kepka obviously took advantage of the draw. And we talked about that on long shots and throughout various uh, programming here on Beeson throughout the week that the late Thursday, early Friday was going to have the better draw. The numbers bear it out. uh, 144.4 on the scoring average, so that's .4 over par, whereas the Thursday a.m., Friday p.m. guys, the gentleman that finished this morning, average score 146.8, so that's about a a two-and-a-half stroke difference. So John Rahm, to be only two back, I think, you know, he's got to be happy with that. I know he wanted better uh, with the bogeys at 16 and 18, but a great chip in birdie at 17. So he's got to feel like he's right there. And then, of course, you have the amateur Sam Bennett, the U.S. amateur champion out of Texas A&M, that's right there at eight under. I tend to think he's going to fade, but look, this could get wacky. I hope it does, actually. It'll certainly make it for entertaining viewing. Okay, so you you know you watch golf constantly, have a great podcast covering the sport. You see, there's more to the scores than what we see as fans. So, whose swing that you're watching right now looks to you to be the one that's going to hold up for the next for the weekend? Well, if you're going by the numbers, Michael, I think you got to like what Brooks Kepka has done, particularly with the irons. Uh, plus 4.17 average strokes gained approach per round. That is number one in the field. And compile that with the fact that he's hit 25 of his 28 fairways, 29 of 36 for greens and regulation, 10 of 11 up and down scrambling. And then the strokes gained putting, I believe he's fifth overall, plus 2.05 per round. So in terms of the stats, He's probably, you know, he certainly has the edge over Rom, and he does on the score. But John Rom's been gaining everywhere. He's been gaining with the putter, and he's especially been really good off the tee because if you remember a few weeks ago in Orlando at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, he was near dead last in strokes gained off the tee. And when I model this stuff every week, guys, for my column at vcin.com and what we discuss on long shots, John Rom is always up near the top for strokes gained off the tee with Cameron Young, with Rory. It's always like the same guys pretty much every single week so look uh i i think it is kind of a a, a two-horse race it's being dubbed the bull against the bully here with rom <laughs> against Gepka. but i i look it's going to be by the way three ball pairings here because of the weather so it's not just those two so sam bennett the amateur is mm-hmm. actually going to be in the final pairing this afternoon God, can you imagine that? You're an amateur, Sam Bennett, still in college, and there you are with major champions Brooks Kepka and John Rahm. I mean, it's just really <laughs> remarkable. And I, I mean, we all think he's going to, you know, uh, uh, succumb to the pressure, but yeah. I mean, he looked flawless. I mean, the putty made at 18 yesterday was incredible, you know, yeah. to save par. And uh, I just think to me, this is a different generation. I think the there, there's a different mindset. We keep thinking of it through our terms when incent, you know, he's been in pressure and 
obviously the Masters is something yeah. different. And maybe ignorance is bliss. You know, sometimes that youthful naivete can can be the, what wins the day. Uh, we're speaking with Wes Reynolds, host of Vsin tonight, and also the host of the Long Shots podcast. Get that wherever you get your podcast. Wes, we're obligated to ask you about Tiger Woods. He just made the cut, extending that streak. 23 consecutive made cuts at Augusta National here. Is this a tough situation for Tiger now having to have the quick turnaround? Do you see him ever being a factor the rest of the weekend here? Or does he kind of fade away? I do not. And look, I got to give credit to Tiger. He's the greatest grinder in the history of the game of golf. And he showed it today, grinding it out in very tough conditions, making the cut. His buddy, his buddy JT, though, uh, helped him <laughs> out, missing the cut going to four over par because I thought three over was going to be the number tiger bogeys 18, but still makes it on the weekend. And I didn't have anything pre-tournament guys on tiger, even though I said, yeah, I think he's going to make the cut. I think the price is right. And I'm not going to bet it in accordingly, but if you're looking maybe to get involved with tiger, look at some of the matchups. I know probably the most widely populated matchup looking at my screen here is against Chris Kirk. And I believe that's at 9.05 Pacific when they're going to be teeing off because they're just about to start here momentarily with some of these groups. Uh, Chris Kirk, about $1.60. I was hoping that would come a little bit lower. But I would be looking to maybe go against Tiger in a matchup or in a three ball. They also have that option because we are doing threesomes here today with all of the weather. So, yeah, I just think Tiger put so much into making that cut. And you could tell that, you know, he's out there limping around and he's just fighting and he's fighting. It's very similar to what we saw last year when uh, he was paired. Uh, he actually only had a, a two pairing because Louis Oosthuizen uh, withdrew with injury. So it was just him and Joaquin Neiman. And he grinded it out and the crowd was with him and the mm -hmm. adrenaline carried him forward. And then he mm -hmm. got to the weekend and you could see he was starting to get worn out. And I don't think the cold and the rainy weather is going to help at all for him. Yeah, I, I, you know, to me, I, it's great that he made the cut, but I, I think his body is it's just going to get harder and harder as he has to take through today. What do you uh, pin placement today based on weather and the greens? Where, how do you handicap that? Yeah, it's a little bit tough, Michael, because I think really you're just looking at the weather here. And you saw it a little bit this morning as round two was finishing up. It is hard to get distance on the golf ball, and that's why I thought driving distance was going to be so important this week because now you're in Saturday and the temperatures are in like the mid to high 50s and you've got that cooler, thicker air. And you even saw it on the back nine with those par fives, 13 and 15, which are reachable in two, even though they've lengthened both of them the last two years. And this was these were three shot holes for a lot of these guys, even some of the bigger hitters out there. So these par fives, which are always the key to winning here at Augusta, you know, really, really hard to score on. Uh, you didn't see them be easy birdies necessarily this morning. So, you know, that's kind of the way I'm approaching for for in terms of the weather. I mean, the pin placements are what they are. They're very similar to what they are year after year. But I just think it's going to be hard to get distance and you're going to be grinding for, for rounds today. I think anything in the third round below 70 is an absolute hell of a round, but I expect to see a lot of rounds in the seventies and not very many in the sixties. All right, Wes, we've got a couple minutes left. We go back a ways. And I ask you this during every golf tournament. Now that we're through 36 holes, what is the line of demarcation, that line of where we can go process of elimination guys who can no longer win and we can kind of shrink the field that way. And also, with the odds factored in, 
who would you bet on right now heading into moving day? Yeah, this is a hard one, Femi, because I think you've got two clear-cut favorites. Uh, in terms of down the board, I think maybe maybe, maybe five under is probably as low as I would go, but you're going to want to favor some of the bombers here, too. Like, Cameron Young is still one of the longest drivers of the golf ball. So I still think he's probably a little bit more live as is Victor Hovland, maybe more so than like a Morikawa or or a Jordan Spieth. Sam Burns, I would throw in there too. He's uh, very long with the golf ball. But yeah, it's tough to really go. It's tough to really go down the board. So I'm not dumping any more money in terms of it in play right now. Just kind of hoping for the best. If anything, I think John Rahm is going to be the one in Butler Cabin getting the green jacket come either late afternoon tomorrow or Monday morning. I, at halftime of every NFL game that I'm watching, I always, in my head, I always say it's going to take X amount of points to win the game. What's the winning score? Not necessarily who's the winning player, but what will be the winning score of this tournament? I think it's going to be right around where it is, Michael. I don't think it's going to get up to like 15 or 16 under. I think probably 12. I think at the beginning of the tournament, I said 11 under par. It's been 10 under the last two years. So I think, you know, if anything, it's going to drop instead of rise. But, you know, I could see two even par rounds if you're 12 under par being good enough to get it done. So I'm going to say 12 under. I may be a stroke or two high, though. It's the Open Championship meets the Masters. That's yeah. what we have coming up later on this weekend. He is Wes Reynolds. Check him out on VEASAN tonight, Monday through Friday, and also the Long Shots podcast. Good stuff, Wes. Hope all is well, and good luck with the bets, man. You bet, guys. Have a good weekend. All right. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points and MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER welcome back this is the final segment of the Lombardi line presented by betmgm Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. We've had a fantastic two hours here on yeah. the show. Thank you to our guests. Thank you to Wes Reynolds, who we had on in the last segment, host of VEASAN Tonight and the Long Shots Podcast. Thank you to Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. And thank you to Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, yeah, great which, job. which leads us to our pro tip, because yeah. Jim Nagy gave a lot of great, actionable information talking all things NFL draft. And the takeaway, I think, from talking to you and having Jim Nagy on is that the head coach has a voice in the room, but not necessarily the loudest voice in the room when it comes to making the selection. Right, and, and I think he, he certainly is going to get listened to, but the reason he's there is to coach the best player, not his player. And I think Indianapolis learned that lesson the hard way. And the head coach, you know, sometimes the head coach has all the control, and sometimes he doesn't in organizations. And I think you have to know that when you're betting the market. Mm -hmm. you, you just can't, when you're going through the teams – you have to know who is the decision maker. And in Carolina, Scott Federer, the general manager, when Matt Rule left, got more of authority over the 53. And David Tepper, through Scott Federer, has got that ability too. So this is going to come down to an ownership pick. And I think what Nagy mentioned earlier about Nick Saban spending so much time, I think it lends itself to believe that Bryce Young is probably the guy. And once again, over at BetMGM, Bryce Young plus 110 to go first overall. C.J. Stroud continues to be the odds-on favorite, minus 145. We don't suspect that anybody else is being discussed. This is down to two guys, but yeah. we think that this is going to be Bryce Young. It's something we've been saying for the past month. Now. Yeah, I, I do, and I'm shocked it's still plus money on Bryce Young. It's not great plus money, but it's still plus money. Still plus money. You know, yeah. and uh, you could have had it a lot earlier. And I think, look, Carolina doesn't have anything to hide. You know, now, obviously, the league office loves the intrigue. They love to be able to mm -hmm. to kind of – but I do think this top ten is going to be a little bit of a surprise. I think there's going to be a lot of, of, of oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, wow, I think there's going to be those moments uh, because I, I think there's a lot of players that are not talked about that are still having to go through the process right now. I mean, Anthony Richardson, I think he has four visits next week. Yeah. We're going to learn a lot about him from those visits. You know, Tyree Wilson's going to go back for another check on the medical. We'll learn more about that. You know, Will Levis has been working out for a lot of teams, has been visiting. We'll learn more about that. So we're getting in the home stretch here, Femi. You know, it's funny because the NFL always talks about protect the shield. When it comes to the draft, it might be protect the TV show. Well, they want that. Yeah, <laughs> don't, they, don't leak out the but, info, guys. But, I mean, look, the, you know, it, it, again, if this it, – it, it, the first pick doesn't ruin the draft. No, it's the intrigue going to start at pick two because I'm still not sure what Nick's going to do at, at two. Everybody mm -hmm. just thinks it's a slam dunk. He's taking C.J. Stroud, but something in my head says no. I mean, I, I think what Nagy said earlier today, too, about, you know, Aiden O'Connell – 
and Henner, you know, the, the Fresno State kid, excuse me, no, oh. you know, that, that they have a chance to be, maybe he likes them in, in, a, in a different round. And I think D'Amico Ryans, again, mm-hmm. he has to say, does he pick a defensive lineman? Do they pick Carter? Do they pick Tyree Wilson? You know, do they think Tyree Wilson could be Nick Bosa? Do they think uh, Will Anderson could be Nick Bosa? Yeah, that's what I mean, I think when you study the 49ers, and one of the things you have to do as an executive is understand the teams in the Final Four. And when you study the 49ers, you realize that when they did have these opportunities to pick high in the draft, they hit. Now, Solomon Thomas, they didn't. Mm-hmm. But they did hit. You know, McGlinchey, they got at nine. He started right tackle for him for five years. They get Nick Bosa, an elite rusher. You know, so they were able to get two guys in the front seven. They missed with Solomon badly. The fact is, is they did hit with the picks when they got there. Yeah. And you've got to hit with this picks when you're picking in the top 10. Yeah, they also they hit with DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead and those guys. And that's what was that defensive line that led them to the Super Bowl back in 2019 when they were oh so close. Well, let's talk about a team that's also in their division, their rival, the Seattle Seahawks. Because Jim Nagy, who worked in the building in Seattle yeah. for five years before coming the executive director over at the Reese's Senior Bowl. And he did not rule out the fact that Seattle could take a quarterback. And yeah. in particular... Anthony Richardson out of Florida. So right now, over at DraftKings, you can bet on which position the Seahawks will draft first with that fifth overall selection. Quarterback is plus 275. Defensive line or edge, which I think is the kind of conventional wisdom belief is that Seattle will go that route. That's minus 195. But maybe Richardson's live. The Seahawks have gone on all the pro day circuits with these QBs taking the selfies. Could be something there. No, look, they're going to – I think what Jim also said is is certain teams zig when others zag, and Mm -hmm. I think John Schneider is definitely going to zig. I get the sense to me that this is a really high pick, that if there's a defensive tackle that he loves, I think Pete would love to pick that player. Anybody in the defensive front, I think Pete would love to pick. And maybe he would love to pick Richardson. I think they're going to spend a lot of time with Richardson this week uh, to determine that. Because I think, you know, maybe he sees Richardson as the guy who he could put in the game, kind of the six-back offense with mm-hmm. Geno Smith in the game, kind of integrate him that way. Added element. Added element to yeah. his offense, yeah. But to me, it's, it's a little bit of a luxury. If you're going to close the gap on San Francisco, you're going to have to close it with somebody in your front seven. And I, and I think that's the case. Now, I, typically, would you say corner? Well, Pete's not an early corner picker. Mm-hmm. So that's not something he wants to do. And he's found he's found talented players in, in later rounds at the cornerback position. So I would suspect it's either going to be a defensive front seven guy, and maybe they're going to do a lot of homework on Carter. Carter would be a great pick for them if they get over the character issue. Yeah, and, that's the thing, and they, they have the culture in that. Because I think Carter's a guy that you want to make sure he goes to an organization that has a stable culture and has leaders. They've just re-signed Bobby Wagner. He has a very loud voice in that locker room, one of the A-plus character guys. Pete Carroll tends to kind of bring on guys. He said, Pete Carroll lets you be yourself, but then also you cannot hurt the team. Right. You have to protect the team as well. So I think somebody like Carter, well, he might have the off-the-field stuff going on. He could fit into that culture out there in Seattle that's been established for more than a decade. Yeah, there's no question that they – but they need that front seven guy. That's mm-hmm. where – I mean, they were so bad against the run last year. Yeah, they were They atrocious. couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't really defeat any one-on-one mm-hmm. blocks. They got just pushed around mm-hmm. by – teams and especially and then made the playoffs and you know look they've got San Francisco you know when, when Gino turns that ball over in the third quarter that's a one score game you know they but they mm-hmm. could never get control of the game because their defense could never get control of it how about the Las Vegas Raiders <clears throat> right now they hold pick number seven 
and their positional odds, they're across the board, but it's all plus money. Quarterback is leading the way right now at plus 200. Corner, plus 225. Defensive lineman or edge, plus 250. O-lineman, plus 380. Wide receiver, 25 to 1. I think it shows you what the Raiders are a team that needs players. I mean, you don't go this many drafts without hitting on draft picks and think you don't need players. There's a misconception out there that this Raider team was playoff ready, and, and no one's done any time to study the last five drafts. Who's on the team? How many blown picks have they had? That's why it's all plus money. The Raiders just have to pick a good player. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters what position they pick. I don't think they're going to pick a receiver because, you know, that to me, they. but an offensive lineman who's a legit starter, absolutely. Defensive lineman who's a legit starter, absolutely. Cornerback starter, absolutely. You know, quarterback, if he's a starter, absolutely. So to me, this is more of an indication of the lack of talent overall on their team. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's talking about, well, they were, you know, they lost so many close games. Like, yeah, did you watch them play defense, Femi? They were horrible on defense. Yeah. They had no players on defense. No linebackers in particular. None. None. I mean, they, they had no depth, no linebackers. And so, it, it, again, perception and reality. There's some that this Raider Nation thinks that they have this great team and it's always McDaniels' fault when nobody wants to blame Gruden for any of the drafts. Well, they made the playoffs two years ago, so they were supposed to go to the Super That's how it goes. You make the playoffs Sometimes one year, Super you make Bowl the next playoff. year. I mean, we're going to find that out about the Giants. We're going to find that out about some other teams, too. Yeah. The Minnesota. I mean, look. Is, isn't it crazy that that happens every single year, but for some reason we still fool ourselves into thinking that, oh, they made the playoffs, so they should take that next step. Yeah, I mean, look, you don't have as many bad draft picks as the Raiders have had and survive. I mean, and then they trade Khalil Mack and Cooper to get more picks and blow those picks. So now that they trade good players away, they didn't hit on the picks when they traded them away. That's a double, and yet (laughs) nobody says that. John Gruden as a general manager was a disaster. And both those players, Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, helped their respective teams win their divisions. And they're still playing in the league. And they're still in the league. (laughs) Uh, it's been it's been quite the time here with the Las Vegas Raiders and big going back to the Oakland days, but we'll see if they can get it going starting with this draft coming up here. That does it for us here on the Lombardi Line. Thank you to Michael Lombardi. Thank you to our producer, Elliot Bowman. We wish you guys all the best of luck. And our entire crew says what up on the other side. The handle's coming up next with Dave Ross and Matt Brown here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh... 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 